This is the Black and Blue Report presented by ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. Now from Studio B or wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Black and Blue Report presented by ABC Insurance Agencies. You're here with Cassie and Bree today. We're filling in for Sean and Daniel as they head up to New York for some NBA meetings. Yeah. (laughs) So you'll be with us today and tomorrow. Today's actually the anniversary of Monday Night Football, fun fact. So it's been around since 1970 as of today. And the Saints will be heading towards Monday Night Football this coming week. I'm excited for that game playing the dirty birds back with with the falcons in the superdome almost 10 years to the day when they played in that first game back in the dome after hurricane katrina that was monday night football as well it was yeah i know so the games at 7 30 on espn monday night football get excited we always are (laughs) today's actually a slow day for the saints there's no media availability but they'll have practice since the week's kind of different when you gear up for that monday game Mm -hmm. versus the sunday game but Pelicans starting to gear up. We'll have media day Friday. On Friday, I know, like photo shoots and the video shoots and press conference interviews. There'll be some fun social content, and then we'll be live on thepelicans.com from 1 to 2 with the press conferences. We'll have GM Del Dems, head coach Alvin Gentry, and, you know, that guy Anthony Davis some people uh, might be I interested don't know in. I've heard of him before. <laughs> I hear he has a unibrow. <laughs> <laughs> Might be a little famous for that, yep. So we've got a full show today. We've got a lot of good guests. Um, first up, we will have the recently named to the All Saints 50th team, John Vilma. He was a member of that Super Bowl team and two-time Pro Bowler with the Saints. Yeah, you got to talk to him a little bit yesterday, right? Yeah, he was great, and he's now on um, ESPN2 for he's broadcasting college football games. So That's you'll get exciting. to see him this fall for college as well, yeah. And then you also got to talk to Coach Pack, right? Yeah, so Coach Pack is actually from New Orleans originally, so he is a pretty cool story. He um, grew up watching New Orleans jazz, played high school basketball here, went on to play in the NBA, actually played for the inaugural New Orleans Hornets. Oh, wow. Yeah, and now he's back coaching for the Pelicans. <laughs> so it's like full circle completely. Yeah. But he was really incredible. He told me about um, his back-to-school and wellness expo that he did, really important um, community event in the Lower Ninth Ward, which is like where he's from originally. Mm-hmm. So he's doing some great work in the community here as well as obviously helping us out with that basketball team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then also looking more towards the Saints, we have The Saints Are Coming, the documentary that is going to be playing on Saturday, premiering on Fox 8 at 5 and at 10.30, and that's going to be really great. Lots of great content from Steve Gleason, Drew Brees, Sean Payton, The Edge from U2. Um, so we have a little soundbite coming up at the very end of today's show from Drew Brees, just as a little preview into what you might see on Saturday night. So skip the Beyonce concert, stay yeah. home. No Beyonce. Football's okay, well, better. <laughs> I love Beyonce. I don't know if I can say no if you Beyonce. If you don't have tickets. <laughs> or you can watch it after you get home from Beyonce. There we go. It'll be on NewOrleansSaints.com starting at 11.31 p.m. on Saturday go. night. Yeah. So if you are going to Beyonce, you don't have to miss it. You can go watch it on NewOrleansSaints.com. <laughs> All right. We've got a great show for you today. Stick around.
We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local supermarket and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup, the hearty way to fuel your game, and the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. Hey fans, on Saturday, October 1st, cheer on your Pelicans as they play their first preseason game of the season against the Dallas Mavericks at the Century League Center in Bossier City. Ticket prices start at just $15 and can be purchased from the Century Link Center box office, www.ticketmaster.com, by phone at 800-745-3000 or at any authorized Ticketmaster outlet. For more, be sure to visit Shreveport-Bossier.org or call 888-45-VISIT. Got a long day ahead? Power on with Smoothie King's new coffee high-protein smoothies. It's a nutritious breakfast blended to shift your morning into high gear with delightfully smooth cold-brewed coffee for your mind and at least 30 grams of protein for your body. Try all four energizing flavors, vanilla, almond mocha, raspberry mocha, and cinnamon latte, and power on your day. New coffee high-protein smoothies. Coffee for your mind and protein for your body. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. We're talking Saints football on the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. I'm Cassie Calvert, and I'm joined today by an all-time Saints great, John Vilma. Thanks for joining us today. Oh, thank you, Cassie. So you're with the Saints from 2008 to 2013. You signed as a free agent after four seasons with the Jets and really posted some incredible stats during your time here. You appeared in 70 games with the teams making all but two starts. You recorded 530 tackles, eight sacks, six interceptions. The list goes on and on. And you were most recently named the Saints All-50th team. That is quite the resume. <laughs> it's uh, very humbling. Uh, that was probably the, the best news I got all week, frankly all month, uh, when Doug called me and told me I was named to uh, the 50, 50 greats, 50 all-time greatest Saints. Well, congratulations on the honor. So what was your reaction when you found that out then? Man, you know, I, at first I thought he was joking. But then <laughs> I, uh, knowing Doug, Doug doesn't really joke around. So, uh, you know, I, I told him, thank you. I was really appreciative of it. He told me who voted on it. He told me who else was there. And then, you know, just, again, humbled because it was myself, uh, as the only linebacker outside the Dome Patrol, and I have the utmost respect for the Dome Patrol and what they did and what they accomplished. And I mean, when I, you go back and you watch some highlights on them and they talk about them, I mean, they were they were good players, solid guys. So, you know, very very excited and very humbled. Yeah, you look at all-time great linebackers, and they're right at the top of that list. So that must be an incredible feeling to be put in the same category as them. Exactly. I mean, at one point, all four of them made the Pro Bowl in the same year. So that just tells you how good they were. Uh, so, again, as you said, to be put in that category, you know, uh, <clears throat> you, you when I went to the Saints, I never imagined all of this would happen. So uh, very humbling, very excited. Uh, my parents were ex extremely excited for me. So, you know, I, again, I, Saints, they're always going to be a part of me. I always wish the best for the Saints always come down to check out the game. So, you know, it's, it's, it's family at this point. 
So you mentioned the Dome Patrol, and they're obviously on the Saints All-50th team, but if you were going to make your Saints All-50th team, are there any other guys that stick out to you that you would want up there? Oh, that's a very good question. Um, <laughs> there were any other linebackers that would stick out? I mean, <clears throat> of course, I'll be biased, and I don't want to put Scott Fajita and Scott Shanley there. Uh, you know, they played with me. They were They were my partners in crime when we won the Super Bowl, so – you know, any good person has great people around them, and they, they made my life 100 times easier, you know, going through the season, especially in the Super Bowl with all the checks that I had to make, and they were right there on point with me and, and helping me get the checks out. So, you know, if, I, if we're just going objectively, which clearly I cannot do, it would be, it would, it would be uh, subjective and it would be definitely biased, and I'd want them with me. You were a team captain for that team that won a Super Bowl. What was so special about that team, and what was it like to lead a team like that? Uh, what, what made it special was that we, we really enjoyed each other's company on and off the field. We really didn't want to let each other down. Um, we had great times off the field, and that camaraderie carried over onto the field where we had each other's back. We played hard. We played hard for each other. Um, you, you know, it's kind of like a band of brothers, and we, we made sure that win, lose, or draw, we were going to leave it all on the field. There would be no complaints, and fortunately we won more than we lost that year. But I just remember how much fun we had as, as a unit, uh, as a defensive unit, and then as a team, how competitive we were and how much fun we had. Was that season one of your favorite memories of being a Saint then? Oh, by far, by far. You know, that season was one of my favorite memories. Uh, <clears throat> we had, I, I, fortunately, I had a lot of really good memories. The core of the team, of that team, was around for the next three or four years. So, you know, we had a, a, a lot of fun, a lot of good memories. And, you know, like all good things had to come to an end. But those are some very good times. So you also just appeared in the Legends banner that went up in the practice facility. What was it like seeing your jersey up there with the all-time grades and sort of that really powerful visual there? You know, I, the first thing was like, man, why didn't anyone tell me? Because <laughs> I, I, I would have loved to. I would have flown out. You know, it's an easy flight from Miami. Mm -hmm. I would have flown out to at least see it in person when they were unveiling it. And uh, then the second thing was, you know, all, all the memories rushed back. All the memories rushed back with, you know, my first time ever meeting Sean Payton and, and Mickey uh, down at the Combine, actually, back in 2008, <clears throat> before I was traded. Uh, then my first year there back in 2008 when our record was, it was 8-8. Eight eight. It wasn't the greatest, but we knew we had a really good team. And then, you know, just all the guys, all the teammates that, that I had through the years, all the fun we had in the locker room. And then how we were able to put it onto the field and we were able to play really hard and fight and win. And it was exciting for not only us, but for the city. So, you know, that's that, as soon as I saw that picture, it just brought back all the great memories of, of the fun I had, the times I had with the Saints. Well, we'll have to get you up here to see that. I'm sure you'll be here sometime during the season then. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll definitely be there. I'll be, I'll be there about two or three times this year. So, Awesome. So while you were a Saint, one of the things that you were really involved in the community was your foundation and doing a lot of work here and then back in Haiti where your parents were from. Why was it so important to you to give back to that country, and especially after the, the earthquake there in 2010, and how were you able to sort of decide what you wanted to focus your foundation on? 
Well, to answer your first question, it it's almost feels like a responsibility when I have the means, um, privileged enough to be able to give back, and I'm in a position to give back. Um, <clears throat> when when you when I'm at least in my opinion, when I'm fortunate enough, or if people are fortunate enough to give back, you know, they should always humble themselves and and give to those less fortunate or those in need. And you know, it it, it makes well, at least I know for me, it makes me feel good. I know that the, the is a genuine thank you when I'm giving back to the community. So, you know, that was that was almost a no-brainer for me. I had to do it. <clears throat> I felt a, a moral obligation, a moral responsibility to do it. Um, and how I picked it was, I mean, it was quite simple. You know, I was thinking of what would have a lasting effect when the hurricane hit back in 2010. You know, I, everyone rushed to help, which was great. I wanted to do something where it wasn't going to be lost or left uh, upon, you know, six months later. So that's where education came in and, and you know, education lasts a, last, a, last, a lifetime. And that was something that I knew that if I were to have an impact with the schools and helping the young, that they can take that education, which no one can take away from them for years to come. That's incredible. So your work with your foundation earned you the team's nomination for the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award while you were here. That's obviously an incredible honor as well. Many, many great NFL men have gone on to win that award, so that was an incredible honor as well, I'm sure. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. So you formally retired in 2015, but you have stayed busy since then. I saw that you were named the Miami's Hall of Champions, and you have definitely stayed very active in the hurricane community as well. <laughs> yeah, if uh, I have uh, two homes, it would be the Saints and it would be the Hurricanes. Uh, the, the Hurricanes was my first home, though. So um, I live down in Miami now full time. So for me, it's, it's you know, part of my life, part of my everyday uh, living that, you know, I check on the Hurricanes. And it's always helpful. Whatever they need from me, same with the Saints. Whatever the Saints need from me, I'm always here to help. Um, I'm just more accessible since I live in Miami with the hurricane. So I'm always involved, always helping out, but not to be, I don't want to be too intrusive on the head coach and what he's doing because mm-hmm. he, he, again, he's, he's the one that spends the hours, countless hours with the team, with the players, with the coaches. So always trying to help in any way possible for them to be as successful as possible. So we'll see you on ESPN's college football coverage this fall, but is there a little Miami bias there, or are you able to stay neutral? <laughs> you know what? I, I can stay neutral uh, as long as the Canes are winning because it's easy to talk, right? <laughs> if, the, if the Hurricanes are winning, then, you know, I get to glowingly talk about how they're winning and how it's good for football. Uh, you know, the, the trouble's going to come uh, if and when they start losing, they lose – get on a losing streak of, you know, three games or something like that. It'll be tough, but, again, there there's ways to talk about it. Same thing with the Saints, and Saints hit a rough patch during the season. There is ways to talk about it. I mean, it, it stinks. You address it and you move on. So, hopefully, hopefully, I, I won't have to experience it. They can just rip off an undefeated season, and I, I'd be happier than a pig in you-know-what. So. <laughs> All about the you, and you'll be with Coach <laughs> Davis. Is that right? Yeah, Butch Davis actually recruited me, and <clears throat> he was my head coach when I was a freshman, and he went on to Cleveland a year later. So we, we talk about those times 
uh, he always kept in, he kept in close touch with the university as well. So we talk about some of the guys he recruited and brought on, and you know we talk about the good old days and where it is now, and hopefully can it get back to what frankly he had created because he left behind so such a talented team my sophomore year that won the national championship. So where can fans see you on ESPN's networks this fall? Uh, you can see me on ESPN2 all Saturday. Basically, any halftime of an ESPN2 game, you can catch me. And then you can also catch me at 5 o'clock Eastern, 4 o'clock Central time on ESPNU. I do college football first take. And that one's, that one's more free-flowing. We give our opinions. Uh, we talk about the upcoming games and any, you know, strong topics regarding college football. So uh, that one's more uh, opinionated. Obviously, we have our, our thoughts and, and content substance behind our opinions. And then on Saturdays, it's really catching up with the, game, with the day's games, uh, giving the highlights, who did well, who didn't do well. Great. So you're also on Twitter at JohnVilma51, so fans can definitely check you out there. And the all 50th teams going to be honored at the December 4th home game here at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Congratulations again, John. I'll be there. Thank, Thank you, you for joining us today. Thank you, Cassie. Have a good one. Gatorade, for athletes who move the game forward, we're creating the fuel to do the same. Innovating beyond hydration to create the future of sports fuel. Fueling today, fueling the future. Don't want to miss out on any of the action? Get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7, 365. Like us on Facebook. And follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus, get texts with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelican Mobile Alerts. Visit pelicans.com for information on these great features. Plus, sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today. Auctioner believes the best way to predict the future is to invent it. Here, our doctors and staff are changing lives day after day. Every week, I'm operating on babies who are days old with hearts smaller than walnuts. We're giving these kids a life they wouldn't otherwise have, a chance to grow up. Sometimes, cancer patients come who were told they were out of options. But Auctioner has the most clinical trials in the state. It's amazing to be able to give second chances. We're always a step ahead, even with simple things like getting you in to see a doctor today versus a week from now, so what you have doesn't become something bigger. It makes a difference. Every day, Auctioner is creating a better future by looking forward and thinking differently to find life-changing solutions. That's healthcare with peace of mind. Appointments are available today. Call 866-AUCTIONER or visit auctioner.org. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. I'm here with Pelicans assistant coach and New Orleans native, Robert Pack. Thanks for joining us, coach. Oh, thanks. Good, good to be here. How special is it for you to be coaching back in your hometown? Oh, it's, it's really special. Um, not only to have friends and family be able to come out and, and see me coach, but uh, just to be back in the community and, and, and being able to put my hands 
into some of the community things that's going on, especially with, with the youth. So speaking of your work with the youth, you recently put on an event in the area that you're from, and it was called Back to, the Back to School and Wellness Expo. That included health screenings, financial advice, mental health psychologists. What sort of inspired you to put that event on? Well, just being from that from that area and, and being able to bring an event like this to the neighborhood where uh, kids in the neighborhood usually have to uh, try to find a way to. And sometimes if your parents are don't have a, a car and sometimes you, you you miss out on those opportunities so i felt being able to bring that, that that chance for them to be able to walk up the street with their parents or just r- walk with, with their friends right up to the event and be able to participate in something like like this would, would be a would be a great opportunity why was it so important to give back to this neighborhood for you well it's 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 where where i, where I came from I, I know a lot of people um it was a part of me being successful I, I put in a lot of hard work myself but you have you know adults that's know step up and you know tell me you're doing something wrong teachers that go the extra mile for you even people on, on the parks when they, they they saw things not situation not looking good they would run me off I wanted to stay but they would make me leave just because they just felt like I, I had an opportunity to do some big and better things so they, they they were looking out for me so I just feel yeah it's, it's, it's only right for me to come back and, and try to show these these kids that they're important and that I care about them and, and their opportunity to um, do some some bigger things so you really went the extra mile with this event as well what all do the attendees at the expo have access to well like like you mentioned it they had um, the, the health screening uh, the mental health um, we had some uh, trainers out there putting kids through some some health and uh, some fitness things and trying to get the importance of fitness out, out to them that's a lot of things they can do now a lot of video games a lot of things that, that keep them inside we want to just try to get them out moving around a little bit and, and talk to them about that um, as well as the, the backpacks and all the school supplies that they would be able to u- utilize throughout the school year um, was, was was big uh, so everyone took took a part a lot of, you know, fed them well and entertained them but but it, it was great great event what was the response like at the event it was, it was great the, the, all the kids were they're were, they were excited and that's that's what had me made, most important for me they were they were really excited they were um, happy about uh, the event and being able to participate and uh, the trainers putting them through things and they're not not knowing immediately what to do but f- figuring it out and being excited about wanting to continue to do it um, the parents were, were great uh, but being excited about me coming back and, and providing the, those um, the things to, to, their, to their kids and just the the mental health part of it it's one thing that's really stood out stood out for me is that I really wanted it to be a part of it. I know it's something that's sometimes taboo in in in, in certain communities to to talk about, but it was probably one of the bigger hits. They really spent a lot of time at the table getting pamphlets and and talking to some of the therapists that were out there that were out there about their kids and maybe chance for them to get a referral and maybe communicate later about it so i that was something i I was excited about having, and, and, and it turned out to be a big hit. That's incredible. It was a definitely a meaningful day and a fun day, too. I was there. It was music going. Yeah. Everyone was having a good time. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it was great. So now it's full speed ahead to basketball season. How are, are you excited for the season, gearing up for that? Very excited. Very excited. What are you excited about like for this year's team? There's obviously a lot of new faces. How do they all sort of fit in? Well, sometimes you have a lot of new faces. It's a little scary because you're trying to figure out how to fit things in, but um, all the guys we brought in, uh, they, they work very hard. Um, they, they bring a, a level of toughness 
um, to to our to our team. And sometimes when you you have that, you you have a chance. Uh, you guys that work hard and they're physical and they, they play tough in this league, you you have to have that have that element along with talent that they bring. Um, a lot of brought a lot of shooting in with, with our, our perimeter guys. And this league has become a, a big perimeter league, and we I think we've added some depth on the perimeter, and we, we're looking forward to that. Would you say that's where you guys improved the most this off season? I think so. Um, along with uh, our big guys coming back in better shape, and and they're looking really well um, uh, in in our, our preseason workouts, um, voluntary workouts, and um, that the perimeter guys have have come back and they they look sharp on both ends of the floor, defensively and offensively. And that's what the new guys we brought in, not only were they bring that toughness, but they're guys that can play on both ends of, of the floor and, and be effective. And, and we're looking forward to, to that addition. What's the team chemistry like as all these new guys kind of mesh together with the guys that have been around a while? Surprisingly, it's, it's come along, you know, really well quickly uh, because, you know, you see guys, they not only just playing together, but you see guys joking with each other and just hanging out with each other. And, and you, you've heard about them getting together, not just here in, in the facility, but off the court, they, they've been together. So that's the things you look for as a team um, anyway. But especially when you have five, six new guys coming in, how, how quickly can that chemistry connect? And they, they've done a good job of that, um, guys, you know, being together not only on the court, but off the court. Is there something that you're looking forward to the most about this season? Just, 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 just the whole season. I, I think what I'm looking forward to is, is ha- guys having a full camp. You know, we, we, we having all our bodies there. We, we'll probably still start with a few guys out, but last year was a lot of up, a lot of up and down. We weren't able to, as a new staff, put a lot of things in and, and move along as, as as quick as if we wanted to. But I think this year, with having some healthy guys in the off season that were able to participate in some of our voluntary workout to kind of you know get get a good feel for what we want to do this year I think we'll take that momentum into camp and, and I'm looking forward to that being able to start off somewhat on the same foot as some other teams around around, around the league where we're starting off healthy and we can hopefully go, go into the first regular scene with, with a full load of guys. So the Pelicans will have media day on Friday and then head into training camp on Saturday. Thanks for joining us coach. Thank you. Appreciate it. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local Winn-Dixie and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup. The hearty way to fuel your game. And the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. Gatorade, for athletes who move the game forward, we're creating the fuel to do the same. Innovating beyond hydration to create the future of sports fuel. Fueling today, fueling the future. Take flight with your New Orleans Pelicans and have an amazing game night group experience that you can customize to meet your group's needs. Bring your family, friends, or coworkers, and we'll bring the fun. Make lasting memories while you sit back and enjoy the excitement of watching the world's best athletes and ask how you can be a part of the action on center court. For more information and to book your group night, call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com today. 
Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. All right, welcome back. Flipping the script a little bit, we're going to talk about The Saints Are Coming, which is our new documentary that will be premiering on Saturday night at 5 o'clock. We have a little soundbite coming up from Drew Brees, who kind of talks about the moments leading up to that first game in the Dome after Katrina and we played the Falcons Monday Night Football. It's like a little flashback almost because it's the same thing that we have coming up this Monday night. Yeah, and that was Drew's first game in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Like a lot of the other guys in that team, that was a very new team. So many of those guys hadn't ever played at a home game for the New Orleans Saints before because that year before they'd been displaced by Katrina. And they were coming back into the Dome 2-0, and which no one had expected right. from this team that was supposed to – not really do anything that year. So it was a really exciting time for them. They had had a really brutal preseason, which Drew talks about. So let's hear what he has to say. I think your assessment of the 2006 preseason is a bit of an understatement. We, we were abysmal <laughs> during the preseason. And, you know, listen, a part of that was because we, we were gassed. I mean, we, we were, that training camp was so physical and so tough and so long and so draining that by the time you get to the games, you didn't have anything left. And guys were fighting for survival, really. I mean, you were just, you know, I mean, in, in, in general terms, you were each day, you know, at some point during the practice, you just went into survival mode. You know, it's like, how do we get through this? Um, and, um, but again, what we were doing there is we were, we were breaking it down so that we could build it back up. And, I'll be honest with you, you know, I, I don't, I think to a man around the team, had you asked us prior to the 06 season, hey, what's your record at the end of this thing? I mean, I don't want to say I wasn't sure if we were going to win a game, but I didn't think we were going to win that many. Um, but we go to Cleveland week one, and man, we grind it out back and forth, offense, defense, and we find a way to etch out a 19 to 14 victory. So there's a little confidence. Hey, we got the first one. Now let's go get the second one. I'd say that was a big that was a big moment. We go up to Green Bay, and here is Brett Favre and, and that team, and we have the worst first first quarter we could possibly have. Turn the ball over three times. They score on all three possessions. They jump up to up up to a 13-0 lead, and we scratch and claw our way back, and we end up taking the lead late in the fourth quarter. And we win that game 34-27, and then. Here's Monday Night Football, Atlanta Falcons, two 2-0 teams, the reopening of the Dome, and I think that's when the magic really began to happen. And that was Drew Brees. He left it kind of like a cliffhanger. It's so suspenseful. Like, I kind of <laughs> want to know, now what's next now that he's talking about leading up to the game? So I guess you got to tune in and find out what 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 is coming up next absolutely that's what a teaser is right <laughs> it makes you want more yeah a little teaser so like we mentioned it'll be on fox 8 for our new orleans audience this saturday night but if you're out of the greater new orleans area it'll be on neworleansaints.com starting saturday night as well yep so tune in make sure you watch it because the saints are coming and they'll get you really excited for our monday night football game coming up this <laughs> monday for sure yep against the atlanta falcons at 7.30, it's going to be on ESPN in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Hopefully, we can come out with our first win of the season. Absolutely. Can't wait. Thanks for listening, guys, and we'll be back tomorrow. 
Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report, presented by ABC Insurance Agencies. A better choice for insurance. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at noon central or at your convenience exclusively online at pelicans.com and neworleansaints.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.